And that is a promise because he said he would never leave us nor forsake us. Isn't that a blessing? Well, take your Bibles and turn with me, if you would, in your New Testaments to 2 Timothy chapter 4. Second Timothy chapter 4, and what, what we'll be reading are some of the last printed words, written words, that the Apostle Paul wrote in his life. Uh, shortly after this, he was, he was taken in Rome and beheaded, and he was beheaded for the gospel of Christ. In Second Timothy chapter 4, we're going to read verses 2 through 8. Let's all stand together if you would. If your neighbor doesn't have a Bible, allow them to look on with you. 2 Timothy chapter, chapter 4, beginning in verse 2. Again, he's, he's writing to a young preacher, Timothy, and he says, Preach the word, be in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned into fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, we pray as we come to your, your word this morning, we come with an open heart, with a submissive heart, with an honest heart before you this morning, Lord. And help us uh, to, to take inventory in our own lives. And uh, God, if uh, there is any wicked way in us, show it to us. If there is any good thing that is missing in our lives, show it to us. Uh, one of the things that's such a blessing about being saved is that we have a person, the person of the Holy Spirit, living on the inside. And uh, he takes that book and makes it alive to us and uh, shows us specific things that we need to take care of in our lives. God, I pray that there be nothing in my life that would, or in what I say this morning, that would, would detract from what you want to speak to hearts about this morning. And we ask, God, that as you speak to us, we would, we would say yes to our Savior and our God. You've been so good to us. I'm thankful, Lord, for the fact that you said that you would never leave us, never forsake us. So work in this service and have your will and have your way, we pray in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. As I said, these are some of Paul's last words, and, and he expresses the fact that he has fought, he has finished, and he has remained faithful right up to the day that, that uh, eventually they, they took his head off of his shoulders. He didn't compromise, he didn't dip his colors, he didn't change. In fact, I, I believe he probably got stronger, uh, not weaker, as, as uh, he uh, aged in Christ. Uh, he warned of a time, however, 
when, uh, that would come when they would not endure sound doctrine. Look with me up in verse 3. He says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Uh, to endure means to bear with patience and without opposition. Uh, and he said, says there that there'll come a time when they won't endure sound doctrine. Now, as far as, I think he's talking to, to Timothy about the people that he's ministering to, and that some of them will get to the point where they'll be constantly looking for a new thing and they won't endure sound doctrine. But I think it also applies to, to uh, a time coming, and I believe we're here, uh, a time when people just don't want to endure sound doctrine. I think we're, we're experiencing that today. And what I want you to, to think about this morning is that it's not everybody else, maybe it's you. It's not just those churches that have gone to rock and roll, and it's not just to those, those uh, folks that have, have uh, chucked the King James Bible and used uh, other, other forms. Uh, it's not uh, other, other versions. Uh, it's, it's not just the folks that have gone apostate. Maybe you've been affected. Maybe I've been affected. And, and the truth of the matter is, when you're living in an age when that kind of stuff is going on all around you, to say you're not affected... You're fooling yourself. Um, there's, a, there's a tug on hearts today to soften. There's a tug on hearts today to change. And, and it, it affects every one of us. Again, I, I, mean, I mean, seriously, it affects us all. And uh, I, I, I've watched this thing happen over the years. There are people that I used to go to church with years and years ago that, that today have, have uh, flipped on some doctrines, they've softened some standards, they, they've, they've actually, in some cases, they tolerate stuff today that they would not have tolerated 20 or 30 years ago. Uh, their morals have changed because they have, they have, they have uh, softened those things. And all that is part of in not enduring sound doctrine. This is why the Scripture constantly makes a specific command. And we're going to look at this command this morning. And that's the command to continue. Continue. You know, it's not, it's not enough to just have the right start. You know, praise the Lord for the Besners a year ago they got saved. Praise God. Amen? Isn't that good? But you know what? A good start for them or any of the rest of us does not guarantee a good finish. The only thing that, that guarantees a good finish is if we continue. If we continue. And what does it mean to continue? Well, it means, it means to persevere. It means to be steadfast or constant in any cause. <laughs> There's a saying we used to have years ago, keep on keeping on. That's continuing. Just keep on Keep it on. And the question today is, are you continuing? That's the, that's the name of the message, and that's the question I want, to, I want you to ask yourself and ask it honestly before God. Are you continuing? We're going to take a look at, at nine different areas. We're going to go quickly through these. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on each. We don't have time to spend a lot of time. This could be a whole series. 
But we're going to just look quickly at nine areas that God said uh, that we need to continue in. Boy, that, that, that command to continue, I find all the way through the, the New Testament. It's over and over and over again. One of the first places I found it was uh, in, in the uh, uh, commands of the Lord Jesus Christ. Go with me over to John chapter 8. John chapter 8. One of the first things that, that uh, I found, and we're, we're just going to go through the New Testament as they're found, as these commands to continue are found. And in John chapter 8 and verse 31, uh, God tells us to continue in, in the Word. John chapter 8 and verse 31. Got to get to the right chapter here. John 8, 31. Go, go with me up to verse 30 so we'll see who he's talking to. It says, He spake these words, many believed on him. So these are brand new converts. They just trusted Christ as Savior. They just believed on him. Verse 31, he looks at them and says, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. He's telling them there to continue in the word of God. Uh, we can only be disciples if we continue in the book. Now, what does it mean to continue? What does it mean to continue in, in the Word of God? It means that we need to read it. It means we need to spend some time in it. It means that we need to, to uh, uh, believe it. We need to not only just read it, but we need to trust it. We need to believe it. It means we, we need to love it. Uh, we ought to enjoy the Word of God. It means we need to meditate on it. And what that simply means is, is when your morning devotions are over, they're not over. And you, you take those things that God has laid upon your heart that you read in Scripture earlier in the day, and you mull on that thing throughout the day. Meditate on the Scriptures. And then, of course, live it. Just do it. Uh, allow it to impact your life. Uh, Mark chapter, excuse me, Matthew chapter 16 and verses 20, uh, verse 24 says that the Jesus then Jesus said unto his disciples, "If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me." Now that's a, that's another definition of a disciple. A disciple is one who will deny himself, take up his cross, and follow him. Are you continuing in the Word on a regular, daily basis? And are you denying yourself? Are you taking up your cross, whatever that might be? And are you following Jesus Christ? It's not something we just do one time and it's over. It's a thing that is a continual thing, day by day by day. One of the things that I think we all struggle with, is that very, very first thing where he says, deny yourself. You cannot be a disciple of Jesus Christ if you don't deny yourself. There's times when you have to tell you no. There's times when you want to do something, you want to say something, you want to go somewhere, you want to, you want to engage in some kind of activity, and you need to just tell yourself no. 
We don't like that today. We just, you know, we, 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 don't, we don't like other people telling us no. We certainly don't like to tell ourselves no. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. But the Bible says that without that, we cannot be a disciple. And those are the kind of things that we need to continue in. We need to let God's Word be the controlling factor in our lives instead of your desires being the controlling factor. That's what it means to continue in the Word. Letting God make the decisions through the book rather than you make the decisions through your desires. Uh, let, God make, let God determine things through the Word of God rather than your emotions carrying you uh, in, in areas. Uh, in, instead of your family and your friend. Now, I'm all for family, and you know I am. Don't ever let family get before God. I have watched families that have allowed the family to become more important than God is. And I have watched tragic things happen within those families. I mean, horrible things sometimes happen within those families. And I, I, you know, I don't think it's, it's just God beating them. I think it's God saying, listen, that family is not as important as I am. And we need to make sure that it's the Word of God that makes our decisions, and the way that it makes those decisions is if we continue in the Word. Another thing, go to, go to John 15. John 15. By the way, the reason why they don't endure sound doctrine, and the reason why sometimes we struggle with sound doctrine is because we don't continue in the book. It doesn't make any difference how I feel. It doesn't make any difference what I like or what I dislike. What makes the difference is what saith the Lord. And if God says it, you know, there was a song years ago, God said it, I believe it, and that settles it for me. Well, for you it may settle it, okay? And that's good. But the truth of the matter is, if God said it, then that settles it, period. Because he's always right. And my feelings and my desires, if they're contrary to his book, are always wrong. John chapter 15, another thing we're supposed to continue in. We're supposed to continue in the, in the love of Christ. Look down at verses 9 through 11. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his, his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. You know, I think sometimes we're under the... I know I was, particularly when I, when I was newly saved. I was under the, the, uh, the idea, the false conception, that God just wanted to put a bunch of rules and regulations on my life so that, so that, uh, uh, you know, so that I couldn't have any fun. Well, I found, found out that that wasn't the case at all. The truth of the matter is God wants you. His, one, of, one, of, one of the desires God has is that you have joy. And not only that you have joy, but that you have fullness of joy. How do you get that? You abide and continue in Christ's love. How do you do that? Now, that's not talking about salvation. That's talking about, about continuing in the love of Christ. Well, he tells us how to do it. He, he says that we ought to continue in his love in verse 9 and then verse 10. 
He says, if ye love me, uh, excuse me, if ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. What, he, what he's saying simply is this. You want to abide in my love? Do what I say. Keep my commandments. Be obedient. By the way, not just the ones you like. It's not a smorgasbord, okay? It's not, it's not a Chinese buffet. Uh, you, you, you're, we're not to go and say, well, you know, I was, I was told to do this, so I'll do that. I was told to do that, but I don't like that. I'm gonna. That will limit your Christian growth. It'll limit it immensely. We need, we, need to, we need to abide in his love, and the way we do that is we keep his commandments. And, and the reason why that is is because love is always demonstrated by obedience. You know, one of the concepts I think we need to get a hold of is that when I do something that I know God does not want me to do, or I withhold from doing something that I know God does want me to do, there's a real problem in my heart. You say, yeah, it's rebellion. Yeah, there's rebellion there, but that's not the number one problem. You know what the number one problem is? My love's slipping. I don't read my Bible, and I'm supposed to. I don't pray, and I'm supposed to. Uh, I, I don't witness, and I'm supposed to. And I know those things. I, I get involved in something that I'm not supposed to get involved in. I watch or listen to something that I'm not supposed to. And, and God makes it plain and God makes it clear. What's the problem? You say, again, you know, you say, well, you just got a hard heart. You're just getting rebellious. That may be part of it, but can I tell you what the bottom line is? My love's slipping. I just don't love God like I ought to. And it's important for us to abide in his love, and the way that we continue in that love is by keeping his commandments. Third thing that we need to continue in, go to Acts chapter 13. Acts chapter 13. We need to continue in the grace of God. Now, understand what that does not mean. That does not mean you can lose your salvation if you don't continue in it. That's not what it's talking about. It's talking about something else. Look with me in Acts chapter 13 and verse 43. It says, Now when the congregation was broken up, many of the Jews and religious proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who, speaking to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. How did you get saved? You got saved by trusting God and not, not by works. You got saved by grace through faith. And, and, and that grace saved you. That grace also is what helps you live on a day-by-day basis for Jesus Christ. Uh, there's saving grace and there's living grace. We need to continue in that, in that grace that we received at salvation. Uh, when, when it's concerning salvation, he's saying... Don't go back to what you got saved from. Uh, I got saved from a, re- a religious works system that said if, you, if you're a good person, you go to heaven. If you're a bad person, you go to hell. That is not what the Bible says. Uh, don't go back to that kind of thing. Uh, don't, don't uh, you know, and, and what I tell folks is this, 
if you got saved and you were in a church that was teaching you other than biblical salvation, get out of that church. And get out of it as soon as you possibly can. Why? Because that system that they're teaching is damning people to hell. It didn't do you any good. And you trusted Christ as Savior. Get out of it. You know, I had this idea in my mind. Well, I'm going to go back to the Methodist church and I'm, I'm going to revolutionize it. <laughs> you know what? You say, you say, oh, that's not too smart. No, it's beyond not too smart. It's just plain stupid. <laughs> And I, I really, I, I was just dumb. I was dumb and naive. Uh, I realized, wait a minute, that I have no business doing that. Why? Well, because I got saved out of that. I, 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 I've, I've seen some situations over the years where folks that claim to have gotten saved went back to what they got saved from. I don't get it. I don't understand it. It just absolutely puzzles and befuddles me. Uh, but God's telling us, continue in the grace of God. Now, not only when it comes to salvation, but also when it comes to life. Again, when Paul had the thorn in the flesh, he asked, Paul, or he asked God three times to remove it, and he said, my grace is sufficient for thee. So that means in all areas of life, no matter what it might be, his grace is there, and His grace is sufficient. Continue in the grace. Don't try to do it in your own strength. You know, one of the things that, uh, one of the reasons why the book of Galatians was written was because people were going back to the work system, and not only were they going back to the work system but and uh, trying to add works to salvation, but they were also saying that, well, that's how you... Uh, works is how you please God from the standpoint of uh, uh, that's how you grow in Christ. No, you, you grow in Christ the same way you got saved. You got saved by grace. You grow by grace. Now, we're saved unto good works. The Bible says that. But you don't do that in your power. You don't get perfected by your efforts. You get perfected by the grace of God. And God says, listen, continue in grace. Uh, again, God said to Paul, my grace is sufficient for thee. Now that's true at all times, whether I understand it or not, whether I believe it or not, no matter what it is I'm going through at that particular time, His grace is always sufficient. And I need to not trust me but I need to trust Him. I need to not trust others, but I need to trust Him because His grace is sufficient. Other things may come short, but His grace never does. Then the, the fourth thing we need to continue in. Go to Acts chapter 14. Acts 14. should just be a page or so after where you're at. Acts 14. We need to continue in faith. Acts 14, verses 21 and 22. Acts 14, 21 and 22. And when they had preached the gospel of that city and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra and to Iconium and Antioch, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith. Now again, this is saved people. He's talking to folks that are disciples. Continue in the faith and that we must 
must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is, is righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost, according to Romans chapter 14. What he's, what he's saying here is, is continue in faith. Continue believing God on a day-to-day -day basis. Problems and trials, difficulties, those things are going to come. But even in the middle of all that stuff, understand you've got a God that has not got off the throne. You've got a God who is in control. You've got a God who loves you. You've got a God who cares for you. Believe that. You know, we, we sang that song, and I really, I enjoy that song. That The last song that we sang, God will take care of you. He will. <laughs> he will. I can point to promise after promise after promise in the Word of God that, that shows that He will do that. We need to have faith that He will. We need to believe God. Uh, troubles don't stop because you got saved. In, in fact, actually, can I tell you something? Tell you a little secret? Usually, after salvation, you've got more trouble. You do. You know why? You've got a new enemy. You've got a new enemy. And not only do you have a new enemy, but you also have a new friend who is trying to knock the rough edges off of you. And the only way those edges get knocked off of you or me is by putting us through some difficulties and putting us through some trouble and then watching God come and be strong on our behalf over and over and over and over again. You know, I, I just this last week, I celebrated my 51st year of being saved. <laughs> 51 years. Uh, I, 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 in fact, I, I, had to, I had to figure it out. 61, or excuse me, 60. 1969 to uh, uh, 2020. Whoa, 51. I thought, man, I'm an old pooper, you know? And uh, in the Lord. In the Lord. Make that caveat, you know, in the Lord. But, but, but the, truth, the, the truth is this. I look back over my shoulder. Man, my God's been faithful. Whoa. I mean, I'm a, I'm a living testimony to the fact that that God's been merciful, God's been gracious, God's taken care of me over and over and over and over again. And regardless of what's ahead of us, we need to just have faith in God, continue in faith. Uh, go to, to uh, uh, Colossians chapter 2. Go to Colossians 2. I like this. Colossians chapter 2. Colossians 2, and I want you to look with me in, in verses uh, 6 and 7. Colossians 2, 6 and 7. As ye, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Well, it says, as ye ha have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. How did you receive him? You received him by faith. How, how are we supposed to walk? By faith. Continue in that faith. Look in, in uh, go back to chapter 1 and look down at verse 23. If you continue in the faith, grounded and settled 
and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which which uh, ye have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister. Continue in the faith. Continue believing God. Continue trusting God. Why? Because He is trustworthy. Uh, go with me to Philippians chapter 1. Back up just a book. Philippians chapter 1. Another thing we're to continue in is we ought to continue in life and do it for others. Continue in life and do it for others. Philippians chapter 1, look in verses 23 down through 26. Apostle Paul was, was speaking, and he says, For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better, nevertheless to abide in the flesh, is more needful for you. Before we continue, have you ever ever just said, Lord, I wish you'd just come get me out of here right now? Have you ever ever thought that? <laughs> I've thought that. Okay. Lord, I wish I wish you'd just take me home. Well, how'd you like to be in a stinking rotten prison? How'd you like to know that beheading is coming down the the the, the path for you? How how'd you like to know that a lot of your friends have forsaken you? And that's what Paul was in. That was, the, that was the kind of thing that Paul was experiencing. And he said, you know, he said, to go home to be with Jesus, whoa, that'd be a whole lot better than being down here on this, in this stinking hole. But he said, it's better for you if I stay. And, and that's verse 24, nevertheless to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. And having the confidence, this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you all for your furtherance and joy of faith, that your rejoicing may be more abundant in Jesus Christ for me by my coming to you again. Uh, we're to continue in life and continue in living for others. If you're still here, there's a reason why you're still here. You're not just, you say, well, I just haven't died yet. You haven't died yet because... And the rapture hasn't taken place yet because God's got a purpose for you being here. You've got some things you have to fulfill. And, I, you know, I, I don't care if it's a person who is sitting upright and taking nourishment or somebody who's bedridden. And I, I know that's hard. It's hard to understand. It really is. Uh, you know, the older I get, the more I, can, I come upon those kind of situations. And... and uh, uh, you know, you, you, you have some situations where the person doesn't know any of their loved ones and they're having a hard time just sustaining life and yet they're still here. Don't buy into the, uh, the, the modern day thought that, well, they just need to die with dignity, let's kill them. That's sick. That, and I'll tell you why it's sick. That's playing God. If, if they're here, they're here for a reason. You say, well, why? Maybe somebody can't even pray. So what are they here for? Maybe they're here for you. Maybe they're here so that you can learn something about patience. Maybe they're here so that you can learn something about loving somebody who can't love you back, who doesn't even know what your name is when you walk through the door and you're their daughter or you're their son or you're their husband, or you're their wife. And I'm not speaking lightly of that stuff. That stuff's tough. 
But you know what? If they're here, there's a purpose. There's a purpose. And we've all got a purpose. Uh, you're here to impact the lives of others for Christ. Uh, it, when it comes to the lost, you're here to witness to them. You better be witnessing. If you're, you need to continue in that. Uh, if, if they're saved people, you're here for the furtherance uh, and joy of their faith. You're to help grow in faith, and you're, helping, helping, you're, here to, you're still here to help them uh, uh, grow in joy. Another thing we need to continue in, go to Colossians 4. Colossians 4. Colossians chapter 4, look down at verse 2. It says, Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. We need to continue in prayer. I don't think there's anything that probably vacillates more in the average believer's life than prayer does. Uh, I know this, that when the, the bottom line is when trouble comes into our life, difficulties and trying situations, for the most part, most people's prayer life starts to increase. You know, I'm wondering, I've, I've often wondered, maybe that's the reason why, one of the big reasons why God lets us go through difficulty. It's because he's got to give a little boost to our prayer life because we're letting it, we're letting it slack. Um, Bible says that we, we not only need to continue in prayer, but we need to do so with thanksgiving. Gratefulness will help you be consistent in your prayer life. When gratefulness begins to drop, the prayers begin to cease. The more grateful we are, the more we'll pray. Um, look, at, look at Colossians chapter 4, and look down at verses 3 and 4. It says, with all praying also for us, after he just says continue in prayer, he says, with all praying also for us that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in bonds, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. What he's saying is, he's saying, listen, I want you to continue in prayer because I need it. Brother Sam Gipp just recently wrote a uh, 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 a letter, it was in his support along with his, his uh, uh, whatever it is, bi-monthly or uh, whatever support letter. And, and uh, in, in that letter, he talked about the importance of prayer. And he said, he says, you know, he said, I appreciate people that financially support us. I appreciate folks that uh, have us for meetings and all that kind of stuff. But he says, what I've got to have on a day-by-day -day basis is prayer. Now, you, you, you read about his physical condition, and we say, oh, yeah, man, if there's anybody that needs prayer, it's him. I got news. You need it. I got news. I need it. We just don't recognize it maybe sometimes like he's recognizing it. And the truth of the matter is not only do we need it, but other people are depending upon prayers for us, for, for them. Um, one, one of the most... It was an unusual thing for me. Um, many of you know, I don't know how many years ago it was now, but a bunch of years ago, it, it was as many years as the Ingalls twins have been alive because it was that same week that they were born. I, I had to have back surgery. 
I had to have back surgery because about a week and a half before that, I was in the shower. I went like this to, to wash my hair, and something snapped, and, man, I was in pain like I've never been in before. For a week and a half, I was wheeled around in a wheelchair. I couldn't walk. And I found out afterwards that they were wondering if that some of the, the, the doctors said they weren't sure I would, I would ever really properly walk again. And uh, so uh, I let the church know about the thing. And, and uh, of course, Pastor Ingalls was here, and he took the helm during that time. And, and I went in and had surgery. And after the surgery... I, you know, and, I, and I'm not I'm not one of these spooky guys, okay? But can I tell you something? I could feel your prayers. I mean, I knew folks were praying for me. I knew it. And and uh, 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 Jared's uh, wedding was coming up at the end of that month, and uh, there was some question as to whether or not I was going to be able to go. And so the doctor told me, he says, well, I'll take, you know, I'll take a look at you after a, a couple of weeks, a couple, three weeks, and, and we'll make that determination then. When, they, when, when he saw me, he, said, uh, he says, okay, get up and walk across the room. I got up, I walked across the room, I came back, and he looked at my wife, I'll never forget it, and he said, uh, is he putting on, is, 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 this, a, is this a show, or is... Is he really this good? And she said, oh, no, he's really not all that hot. Forget it. No, she didn't say that. <laughs> she didn't say that at all. She said, no, 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 that's real. And I remember, he, I'll never forget the words, unsaved Jewish doctor turned to me and said, sir, you have obviously been visited by divine intervention. Now, can I tell you where that, why that was true? Because you folks are praying for me. Truth of the matter is, we need each other's prayers. We need, we need to be praying for one another. And, uh, and that's an area where we need to continue, continue in prayer. Another thing, go to 1 Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2. By the way, when that doctor said that, I said, well, I've got people that are praying for me, and I've got a God who's answering. And that was, that was exactly the truth. Uh, 1 Timothy chapter 2. Another thing we need to, to continue in. We need to continue in faith, charity, and holiness in the home. And that's the context. Look in, in 1 Timothy 2. Verses uh, 13 down through the end of the chapter says, For Adam was first formed, then Eve. And Eve was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. Verse 15, Notwithstanding, she shall be saved in childbearing if they continue in faith and charity and holiness with sobriety. Now, that saved in childbearing is not talking about salvation, not talking about eternal salvation and redemption. If you look at the, if you look at the, the context, the context is that Eve was deceived. Well, you, you, you think about this. In, in childbearing, a woman 
Bible says the woman's the weaker vessel. I don't care what society says. I don't care what the woman's livers say. The Bible says the woman's the weaker vessel. I think it's talking about physical, physical strength and, and so forth. Sometimes I wonder about the stamina stuff. I think some women have more stamina than men do, uh, than I do for sure. But, uh, but, but uh, uh, what, 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 he, what, he, what is going on there when a, when a woman has, is, is given birth, she, she becomes very weak. She becomes very, very susceptible to, to deception, to emotions taking over and so forth. And if you've ever been around a woman who's pregnant, you've ever been around a woman who just had a baby, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I've, I've, I've seen it with my different women at different levels. But it's, it's saying this, it's saying continue, and it says, it says they'll be saved in childbearing during that time. They'll be, they'll be spared if they continue in faith and charity and holiness with sobriety. Uh, faith and, and, and charity and holiness uh, will, will bring you through those, those weakening times bring you through those times of deception. And it says, with sobriety. Uh, it's an attitude which, which we need to have in order to carry it out. Sobriety simply means calm, controlled, and serious. That doesn't mean you can't have fun in your home. That doesn't mean that at all. But it means that life is serious, and we need to be serious about the things that matter, and, and we, we need to, to have a sober attitude. And... Uh, uh, we need to continue in it. Now, as I was reading that, and maybe I'm reading too much into it, I don't know, but notice, notice in verse 15, notwithstanding, she shall be saved in childbearing if, whoa, doesn't say she. It says they continue in faith and charity and holiness. That's the, that's the job of a husband and a wife together. And can I take it even a little further? That's where the homes fall apart. And that's why you've got a man and a woman who are trying to serve God, but they're not real serious about it. And then their kids go in different directions, and they, they, they don't follow what mom and dad believe, and they scratch their heads and say, gee, I wonder why that happened. Well, I'm not saying it's all the time. But I'm wondering sometimes if it's because there hasn't been a continuance in faith, charity, and holiness, and it's behind closed doors where nobody else can see. If I want to know what you're really like, I won't check you out here. I'll talk to your kids. <laughs> really, seriously. You want to know how I, I'm really like? Talk to my kids. Don't you dare talk to me. But... <laughs> Because <laughs> they might tell you, they, they really might tell you, but 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 that's just the truth. So what do we need to do? We need to continue. We need to continue in faith and charity and holiness, period. But specifically in the home and in the marriage relationship. The the eighth thing, First uh, Timothy chapter four verse sixteen. First Timothy four sixteen says, take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine, continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. It says, continue in the doctrine. 
Don't let circumstances, don't let pressure from people cause you to change what you believe. Don't let those things cause you to rethink doctrine. Go, to, go, go with me to 2 Timothy chapter 3 and look down at verses 10 through 14. Verse 10 says, But thou, but thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Now notice he says doctrine, and then he goes right into practical living. You know why? Because doctrine is linked to practical living. You can say you believe something all you, all you want to. Let me see how you live. You say that you believe there's a hell, but you never pass out a gospel tract. You never talk to loved ones and friends and acquaintances about the Lord. I'm sorry, you say it, but you really don't believe it. It comes out in your life. Verse, verse, uh, um, verse 13, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned, and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Know what is right, know what is wrong, know what the Bible says about given subjects, and then stand fast in them. Um, a, a lessening of, of a personal biblical standards uh, causes, causes doctrine to shift. I've watched this. I've watched people get light on personal separation, and when they do, they start changing some things that they believe. God says, listen, stand firm and continue in the doctrine that you've been taught. And then last of all, last of all, brotherly love, Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews 13. Hebrews 13, verse 1 says, Let brotherly love continue. Continue in brotherly love. And, and who is it to? Look in verses 2 through 5. Uh, Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Remember them that are in bonds, as bound with them, and them which suffer adversity, as being yourselves also in the body. Marriage is honorable in all, and the bed undefiled, but whoremongers, and adulterers God will judge. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have, for he's, he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. We're to be, we're to be continuing in, in brotherly love to strangers, to hurting people, uh, to, to those that are at home in our house. Uh, we're, we're to be continuing in brotherly love with all, and we're to do it without covetousness. Why? Because covetousness, in, in reality, is just nothing more than selfishness. And when, when selfishness starts to come in, the love goes out the door. And God says he wants us to continue in love. Be, be selfless in your love. Uh, desire nothing in return. And just, just realize that you have an obligation to continue loving 
other folks. These are, these are nine things that God says that we're to continue in. We're to continue in God's Word. We're to continue in Christ's love. We're to continue in the grace of God. That's how you got saved? Keep walking by it. You, we're to continue in faith. Uh, you know, don't dip your colors. Uh, dur- during, during tough times, stay true. And in, in, we're to, to uh, continue in life for others. That's why you're still here. We're to continue in prayer. We're to continue in faith and charity and holiness, particularly in the home. We're to continue in doctrine, doctrine, and we're to continue in brotherly love. I'm going to close with a verse of Scripture. And it's a verse of Scripture that God has used in my life over and over and over again. So it's the last verse in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And it says, Be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Be steadfast and unmovable. How do you do that? You must continue. Are you continuing? Let's bow for prayer. Father, we're thankful for the plainness of your word. We're thankful, Lord, for the admonitions that you give to us and the clear-cut commands. We are, we are not to be up-and-down kind of Christians. We're not to be wavering. We're to continue in some things. And, Lord, there's times when we let those things drop. Sometimes our time in your book drops. Sometimes our prayer drops. And other folks are dependent on us. Sometimes living for others and realizing that we're here for a purpose starts to drop. And sometimes even our doctrine, we start to rethink stuff because of pressures that we get from the outside. God, I pray that you'd help us to determine today to, to continue. Maybe there's some things that you have tapped on our heart's door about this, this morning that uh, we've not properly continued in. We've let some things drop. I pray, God, that that today would be the day that we'd shore up those weak areas and uh, take care of those things between us and you. Lord, uh, speak to hearts. There may be someone here without Christ as Savior. If there is, I pray that they'd realize that continuing isn't going to do them any good at all. They need to get saved. They need to trust the Lord Jesus Christ and and, uh, get into, into the faith and get into the grace of God by trusting you as Savior. Lord, just please have your will in your way. And God, may we, may we respond and say yes to you as you speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. All God's people said.